What's going on, drinking buddies? Before we get into this week's episode, just a quick word from our sponsors. As always, we are brought to you by Laughable, the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite artists, your favorite shows, you can buy tickets to fucking comedy shows through the app now. It's fucking amazing. Go to www.laughable.com or go to Laughable in the iOS store. Android's coming real soon, guys. I promise you. I know I've been saying it for months, weeks, year Well, not years, but quite a bit. I promise you. It's coming. They're working on it. Android is just slow to approve them. Also, this week's episode is brought to you by Ghost Tequila. Ghost Tequila is a 100% agave Blanco tequila infused with ghost peppers. It is a bad motherfucker. You take a shot, it kicks your night off right. Just boom. Flavor in your mouth, motherfuckers. So get Ghost Tequila at www.ghosttequila.com or if you're in one of the lucky states that's carrying it, at your local liquor store. This week's episode is Nikki Knightley. Nikki is a rad adult performer, comedian. It was a lot of fun. We talked some music. Nikki actually somehow, I don't, somehow, some way, it might have been the alcohol talking, convinced me that I should go on a cruise. And everyone knows how much I'm against that shit. Sit back, enjoy the show, guys. But hers is just like really horrible. It was one of those really cheap ones. Like something you'd like, give a kid? Yeah. And it just sounded really bad. So I was just like, you know what? Like it, it's almost not even worth it. Like, so I waited and I went shopping with a friend recently and we, we got uh, record players. And um, it's cool because I, pl- I can plug it in to my uh, speaker, which is like a really nice speaker. Um, so I get like pretty good quality uh, as far as sound goes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up on like classic rock, so obviously I had to get like a, a shit ton of just like, as I can tell by the ACDC shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I have some queen, some, uh, David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles. Um, what else did I get? I got, um, James Brown and Frank Sinatra and Marvin Gaye and, uh, Scorpions. I was listening to that before I came over here. Um, and I got some like Snoop Dogg, which was cool, and uh, some Lana Del Rey because I'm a girl and I like that shit. And uh, hey, I like Lana <laughs> Del Rey too, so there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and um, oh, I got a Coldplay one, but it was okay. You gotta go. It's like the first Coldplay you gotta album. Go. You gotta go. <laughs> I know. I felt, over. I felt. I was like when I was buying it at the store, I'm like, please don't judge me for buying this. But it's like the only good Coldplay album. It's called Russia Blood to the Head, and it's like. It's like before they became really like popular and uh, cheers by the way cheers thank you I'm really glad that you had sake <laughs> I've been sitting on this bottle for a while I was just like eh I like sake and yeah it just oh okay yeah why not we'll drink that tonight <laughs> so for sure that's awesome mm-hmm. like been doing good shows lately um I saw Nero not too long ago and they were really good. And I saw, fuck, who was I? 
Hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm obsessed with this DJ and his name is Grizz and he plays, he plays like, um, future funk music and he also plays like the saxophone live so it's like super fucking awesome i've been obsessed with him ever since i saw him for the first time and was like who the fuck is this and um i've been kind of like following him around and i saw him at red rocks in colorado recently and it was such a dope show that uh venue is is a really cool venue to see artists it's is it like, a big venue like it's, club or um it's so it's in colorado and it's like an outside like it's made out of red rock, like red rocks. And it's basically like a natural amphitheater that they carved like seats into. So like oh, the, sound, the sound is super dope and it's like, it's all red. So it just looks really cool. Like if you go, if you go like tripping or anything, it's just like super pretty and Colorado is super cool. So like me and my friend went there for like the weekend and we watched, um, he had two, two nights and the first night was like a full live band so he like he does electronic music but he he basically turned like a bunch of his songs into like live band music like he had like a full live band play which was super cool to see and uh and then the second day was like electronic um he did a lot of stuff with like uh his turntables and stuff but it was just like he played a lot of new music too and it was just like a really good show that's fucking awesome where in colorado is that it's in it's like right outside of denver so like i guess it's called the the area is called red rocks i think hold on i'll just Um, google it yeah go ahead (laughs) i think it's like 45 minutes away from denver and uh the altitude kicked my ass like especially since i was like partying the whole time i didn't realize i was supposed to be drinking like a shit ton of water and just like it was bad it was really bad you end up like crashing out or i was told like day two i could barely like keep my shit together i was so exhausted and um what's the word i'm looking for um it's just that the air is so thin that like the fucking altitude yeah it was like it was like hard to breathe so i felt like i wasn't getting enough oxygen already and then um the whole amphitheater is like stairs the whole thing is stairs so like you're just walking up and down stairs the whole fucking time it was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> I felt like a super tourist. I was like, damn, I can't handle this. Like, You're like, oh, oh, fuck. I need to get fucked up. It was really fucking me. <laughs> but uh, Denver is super cool. The airport is a little weird. Oh, with the giant horse and shit? I've been oh there. Oh, my God, dude. With, and then have you seen the murals? I mean, oh, yeah. They're so graphic. I remember seeing those when I was in like middle school and learning about them. But then when I was there, I was like, wait a minute, this looks so familiar. Like, I know these murals. I was like looking at them like, I, this looks really familiar. Uh, and I looked it up and I was like, that's right. I forgot all about this. So are you originally from Colorado or? No, I'm uh, I'm actually originally from Pasadena, California. Oh shit, um, local. Yeah, super local. You're one of the fucking few. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially living out in Hollywood. There's like no one in Hollywood that's actually from LA for the most part. This is my favorite time of year because everyone fucking leaves. Everyone leaves. I know. It's it's pretty nice. It's nice. Especially living in this area. Like it just kind of like clears out. Oh, all the traffic dies. All my friends back east were posting that picture from the 405 of like bumper to bumper traffic the night before Thanksgiving. And yeah. I'm like, no, you motherfuckers don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but everyone's fucking leaving. Those of us who stay, it's fucking amazing <laughs> for the next two weeks. Yeah. You can get places. It doesn't take two hours. Yeah. Like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> the traffic out here is pretty bad. Like, I still don't have a car. Um, and so I don't really drive myself. 
Um, but just even sitting in the car during traffic, I'm just like this. I feel like if I drove, I would probably be a pretty angry driver just because <laughs> like people suck. People are so bad at driving. It's like shocking. Like just to see the amount of people that are on their phones for the majority of the time. I'm just like, dude, like this is how are there not more accidents? I mean, the fact that I don't see like accidents on a like more consistent basis kind of like shocks me. <laughs> it's still pretty fucking bad. I'm on it's the road every goddamn day and there's all sorts of stupid shit. People getting rear ended. Yeah, definitely. If only it, it killed more people, you know, population control. <laughs> Dean Del Rey, who's a uh, great comedian, has a bit about we just need one good earthquake to get some people to fucking leave. For sure. No, I agree. Um, you know, I'm, I've lived through a number of earthquakes, and I would say that they're not nearly as scary as like some other national, like natural disasters. And like like tornadoes and shit like that, where I'm just like, I've been in a tornado, and that was the. I'm like, how does anyone live in Oklahoma, like, or anywhere that has a tornadoes in general? I'm just so, like, I can't understand that. Back up, <laughs> tell the tornado story. What happened? Okay, so <laughs> I was living in Oklahoma at the time. Okay. I was, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so how'd you end up in Oklahoma? <laughs> well, it, it actually. One thing. <laughs> okay, so it kind of leads into the story about the whole car thing. So I got in a. I got a DUI and a hit and run when I was like 15. And so I got into some trouble and the, the, the judge was like, Hey, well, you know, if you go to like a treatment program for a while, like we'll count that as your punishment and you'll come back and we'll just expunge it from your record. And I was like, okay, cool. So I lived in Oklahoma at this like plate, like place for bad kids. Basically. Wait, they banished you to Oklahoma for a DUI. I was, yes. I was there for 18 months. She just sent me to, I would be like, send me to fucking jail. I know. I didn't know I was going to be there for that long. They told me maximums like six to nine months. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. Like I also didn't realize like how strict it was. And I basically got like all my rights taken from me. I couldn't like listen to music or really call anybody ever without it being listened to. And like, there was like a list of people I couldn't even talk to. So like basically all I could call was like my family. It was, it was hard, but like I finally, anyways. So, okay. So like the weather was crazy. It would be like in the summertime, it was like humid and super hot and the bugs were like all on steroids. So like, I remember one time we were like sitting in the, just like sitting, like, I don't know what we were doing, but we were like sitting down outside and I look across the yard and I straight up see like a tarantula crawling across the yard. And I'm like, yo, okay, hold up. Like what's going on here? And apparently it's just normal for tarantulas to just be walking around in Oklahoma. And, um, yeah, so the bugs out there are like crazy huge. It's pretty horrible. And so then this tornado happened like probably in the middle of the summertime when it was like super hot and like, you know, the weather was all fucking weird. And uh, the sky got like green, which I've never seen before in my life. And I looked up and it looked like there was a big hole in the sky and it was like shifting in a circle and it... It was just like very ominous and huge and not anything like I've seen before. And then it started hailing like this hail was the size of like a softball. So like we're inside watching like giant balls of like snow hit the ground at like I don't even know how fast. Like at that point, like the the wind was so hard that like standing outside would hurt because you'd get like rocks hitting you so fast that it was like painful like, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, like, a tornado is not something to fuck with. 
No, I was like, no. damn, like an earth. I remember sitting through some earthquakes and I'm like, whoa, like I feel like I'm drunk. This is awesome, you know? But that was totally different. That was like, oh my God, I might die. <laughs> like, like, this is going to tear the fucking <laughs> roof off. Holy shit. Like, it's really scary. <laughs> pretty fucking scary <laughs> i would never i would never live in oklahoma ever <laughs> that's still super fucked up to me that you got in trouble here and then they sent you to oklahoma as punishment yeah. and then so get this when i came back i went to court and it was a different judge and they're like oh uh that doesn't count for anything so actually we're just gonna like put you on probation and like make you do all this other stupid shit so i was on probation for another two years after that um, and I had to do like a bunch of community service and I had to do, go to like all these meetings and it was just like, I basically dealt with a DUI for like four years. So I haven't gotten a car yet. <laughs> it's been kind of like, I've just been putting it off. Maybe I'm afraid I'm going to get another DUI. I mean, I would never, I think driving drunk is really stupid. Like, well, yeah, you really end up in dumb. Oklahoma. Yeah. You end up in Oklahoma or you kill somebody, but. I'm just Oklahoma's like, worse. <laughs> Oklahoma's definitely worse. Like half the population has diabetes. It was crazy. No shade to any <laughs> listeners in Oklahoma. I don't like your state. You should leave. Don't come to California though. Our rent's high <laughs> don't come to California. It's too expensive. You wouldn't be able to afford it. <laughs> just move to Arizona or Nevada. Or... I mean, it's so close. You know, you could just drive to LA. Right. Day trip to LA. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're hot or funny or have some talent <laughs> then come on down but if you're just like regular dude oh, go to man. a different state <laughs> yeah so i've actually been thinking about moving since i got robbed i've been like kind of paranoid about living where i'm living so i'm like oh maybe i should move so i've been looking at places and the rent is retarded it's i mean it's doubled it's straight up doubled like I'm paying two thousand for a two bedroom, two bath. That's a fucking steal. I know. Like I'm looking at places and I'm looking at like one bedrooms. And before, you know, a one bedroom was kind of out of the question, but I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I'm really tired of dealing with shitty roommates and just like it's just been like a struggle for the last year. And it's it's honestly kept me from making money because it's been a distraction for me. It's been like kind of stressful. Well, and you I'm can't like, create content in the living room if you got to worry about your roommate walking <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I lived on my own, like it wouldn't matter because I would be making more money. So, you know, maybe it's not a big deal, but it is kind of a big deal because it's like a thousand dollars more than what I'm like. I would be paying a two, like nineteen hundred for a one bedroom apartment. That's and insane. I'm just like I'm looking at places that are like at least somewhat close to as nice as what I'm living in right now, and it's like. It's like seventeen to nineteen hundred for a one bedroom. Yeah, I, everywhere. Yeah, I know. everywhere. Like, every, and I'm looking like in. I don't even want to live in the valley, and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll look in the valley. The valley's it's not like cheap. The same. It, it's the same price, and I'm like, I don't even want to live there. Why would I pay twice as much to move into a smaller apartment in an area I don't want to be? <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know. I might. I might stay in Hollywood. I have a love-hate relationship with Hollywood. It's like, I love Hollywood. I've been out in Hollywood for about six years. And I love being, like, in the mix. And I love the nightlife. And, you know, I'm all about that shit. But then, like, you know, there's, like, tweakers and trannies and fucking homeless people that are, like, breaking into my building and just, just all over the place. It's oh, just, it's fucked up. Like, and the traffic is so bad. It's like, 
I don't know. It's definitely a give and take relationship. <laughs> as nice as my place is, I've kicked homeless people out of here. It's crazy. You're just, just like, dude, what? Like, like they're this everywhere. building, there are homeless people living on my roof. Mm-hmm. There was homeless people living on my roof. And I went up there and I was like, hold up. I saw an extension cord going somewhere. And I was like, this is so weird. So I followed the extension cord and I found like, someone was like living on the roof of the roof. There was like a little elevated roof area that they were like, cubbied into and they were getting electricity for free from my roof i was like what the fuck i'm like they're living here like look at the dope view they got the dopest view right they're like living on my fucking roof for free getting free electricity it just it was blowing my mind i was like maybe i should be homeless you know like why am i paying this much money when people can just straight up live on my fucking roof for free oh it's fucking crazy (laughs) so infuriating like like, i have a furnished roof upstairs so like there's (laughs) furniture and all that shit some dude oh, man. <laughs> there's like sectioned off where like people's air conditioners are mm-hmm. they push two of the couches up there yeah. together in the air conditioning area so they're out of sight <laughs> I'm like are you fucking kidding me the amount I pay for this goddamn building and there's homeless people living up here <laughs> the fuck it's so annoying it's really annoying yeah no I my since I've lived in my building it's been owned by three different people so it's like the, the rules are constantly changing and like the security is changing all the time. Like it's gotten way better. Um, but it's just like, it's been a struggle. I don't really know why. Like, we, I don't know. Like if you're paying a certain amount, you'd think that like certain things would just come with the fact that you're paying that much, you know? But I don't know. Not necessarily, I guess. Not necessarily. Hear that, Oklahoma? Go somewhere else. <laughs> You don't want to come here. People will don't ninja into your here. apartment from the roof. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, so after I got, so the, I got robbed because I allowed my sister to move back in and she had like a friend that she was like, oh, I want to split the room with her. And I was like, sure, she seems nice, but she was actually a total psycho. And I had to kick her out because her boyfriend robbed me. And then he tried to assault me because... I accused him of robbing me. And so I was like, listen, you can't live with me anymore. Like, this is too much. So I kicked her out and she came back. But I've been like, um, I forgot where I was going with this. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, shit. So your sister came back. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, I've changed. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get a job. Older, younger sister? She's a younger sister. And I was like, okay, well, I'll help you out. Um, You know, here's a chance to, like, you know, get back on your feet, blah, blah, blah. And it just, like, it never really panned out. And then, you know, I got robbed. And then then I got robbed again. And I was just like... Wait, what (laughs) happened the second time? The second time... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so they broke in through the roof. So I've been, like, super paranoid. So, like, they... Cause I'm on the top floor. They came in from the roof and they scaled down the side of like the balcony and like used like the balcony light to like jump down on the balcony. So like when I got home, the balcony light was all bent and shit. So like I assumed how they got in cause everything else was locked. And, um, so it's like, so I, you know, I'm paying all this fucking money for rent. And like, I told my landlord I got robbed and then I told her how I got robbed. And then the other day I texted her and I'm like, Hey, like, um, uh, there's someone on the roof. I'm kind of freaking out about it. Like, can you help? Like, fix? Like, help me or like do something? And she basically texted me back and was like, "Hey, like, that's not my job. Here's the police's number." 
And I was like, the fuck? Are you fucking serious? Like, by the time I call the police, whoever's up there is probably not going to be up there anymore. Because when I've called the police in the past, they take about an hour to show up. Oh, yeah. No, and, LAPD, and unless it's like, it's like a violent crime in progress. It's crazy. It's like, yo, like when the first time this guy was like freaking out at me for uh, accusing him of robbing me, like I called the police and they took an hour to show up. And I'm like, yo, he's gone. Like, <laughs> I don't know where he like you guys took. Why did he take so long? So it's just it's frustrating because like so like my landlord won't do anything, even though she's in the building. And then like I know that like. Unless I go down and get the police, they can't even get in my building. Right. So if I'm in my house, like freaking out, like, oh my God, I'm being murdered, literally no one could get to me. And it would just be like, what's the point of even calling the police? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's frustrating. Maybe like Hollywood is just because it's so saturated. Like, I'm sure if I was in Pasadena and I called the police, they'd probably show up in like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, it's not like the crime rate's not as high over there. So I feel like they're not really like taken up by other more important shit. So like out here, it's just like, it's it's scary. You know, I didn't realize that the cops took that long. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, it just freaks me out because I'm like. Like, who do I call if someone shows up at my house? You got to take uh, shit tries, in your own hands, tries unfortunately. Tries to, like, rob me. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know if I should move or not. Like, I really don't want to because I'm paying such good rent. Right? And where are you going to go? I mean, you're going to go to the fucking valley? Fuck that. No, I don't want to. I would probably be like, okay, fine. I'll pay more and I'll just live in, like, maybe go to, like, uh, Los Feliz area or, like, Silver Lake because I really like those areas. Because it's close enough to Hollywood and, like, L.A. and the Valley. But, n- like, in a nicer area. You know, it's, like, all hipsters. It's not, like, crackheads as yeah, much. Yeah, As much, I guess. I was in Little Armenia when I first moved to town. Me, t- me too. Me too, actually. I was... And I had a one-bedroom. I never had any problems. But female friends, when they'd go to leave my place, sometimes had some street harassment going on. Like, mm-hmm. yo, dudes would be hollering at them as they walked back to their car and shit. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that could happen anywhere. For sure. It's very true. It's very true. I mean, honestly, like, there's so many, like, weird areas, too, like, just between, like, here and Los Angeles. Like, um, it's hard picking, like, I don't know. It's just so expensive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, fuck. Um, or maybe I'll just get like a really scary dog. That is the best protection you can get. Seriously. <laughs> Someone kept telling me that. They were like, because I've been posting about like, you know, I just, I posted about getting robbed and how I've just kind of been like paranoid every time I like hear some shit or, you know, I'm home alone or whatever. And um, someone was like, yo, like you need to get a dog. You need to get like this kind of dog and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of told me about like, yeah, this kind of dog like fucks with you, but doesn't fuck with anyone else. And I'm like, oh. well, that's the thing about dogs. Like <laughs> it's a bigger deterrent than anything else because you could have a gun, but if you're not home, that just got robbed. Yeah. A dog, sure. someone tries to break in, they're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog's like, whoa, just... fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's some homeless crackhead, they're like, I want no part of this. Yeah. That's true. Plus, then you have some companionship, you know, and slow night, like, oh, I got my puppy to play with. Yeah, that's so true. Maybe I should get a dog. I'm thinking maybe 
I'm like, okay, if I'm if I'm already gonna like be okay with paying two thousand for a one bedroom, I might as well just like keep my apartment and just like use the other room for something else. Um. Yeah, you and, might as well and get a puppy. Fuck yeah! Hell, that could be the puppy's room. <laughs> that could be the puppy's room. Oh my god! <laughs> what kind oh of dog god. are you thinking? I would spoil the shit out of that dog. What's a good? I mean, I know Akitas are really good guard dogs. Um. I'm just trying to think, like, because I want a dog that wouldn't be really difficult to leave home by itself. Like, like I have two cats, so I'd want a dog that would get along with cats and also not freak out if I needed to leave for, like, two days. Well, two days, eh. I mean, I could probably have someone come by and, like, take care of it. Yeah, you're going to have to. Well, for sure, like, go to the bathroom and stuff, but, like, um, I, I wouldn't want a dog that's, like, super needy. If Definitely. That makes sense. So I'm not really sure. I'll probably have to do some research. I don't even think that's a breed thing. I think that's like a do- individual a dog's personality. Thing. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely think you can get one from, you know, go to the Humane Society, find a you know a puppy that needs a good home yeah. that wants to protect you. I would, def- I would definitely, like, I've re- pretty much rescued, like, all the animals I've ever had. So um, I don't believe in breeding or breeders, and uh, that shit just kind of bothers me. It's like there's so many animals that are like homeless, you know, and that's crazy. Like I used to when I had to do community service, I was uh, doing community service in an animal shelter. So I got to take care of a lot of animals and I saw a lot of animals come in that were just like like people were just like, yeah, so like this animal, like my pet's too old. So like, here you go. Like I, we had him for ten years, but he's just too old. So like, we're just gonna give him another pound. That's so fucked up. And you're just like, well, what? It's like, like that's so crazy to me. Like any animal I've had more than a couple of years is like a family member. Like how do you just be like, you know what? Like I'm kind of over it. Like sorry. I <laughs> feel like they're doing that shit because they're afraid that their animal's going to die. Mm-hmm. They're like, I I can't deal with this family member dying, so I'm just gonna send him to the farm upstate. That's so crazy. Fuck. It's fucking cowardice is what it is. That's so nuts. <sighs> so we got to get you a dog. We got to, you know, yeah. do that shit soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to get a dog. Any idea what you want to name it? <laughs> okay. Well, I named my first, my two cats. I named them Milo and Otis after that. I don't know if you ever see, saw the movie Milo and Otis. Um, so, hmm. I would almost want to name it after like a, a movie. Just to be cliche. Name it Stitch. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. That's a good name, actually. There you go. Lulo and Stitch. Boom. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Maybe your dog will turn out to be an alien. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> then you can do hallucinogens with it. <laughs> right? <laughs> to the folks at home, I am not suggesting feeding hallucinogens to dogs. <laughs> don't, don't misconstrued what I just said there. That is not what I'm <laughs> suggesting at all. If the dog just happened to turn out to be an alien, yeah, <laughs> then you give it hallucinogens. Definitely. <laughs> How long have you been in Hollywood? Uh, it's been like six years, six or seven. No, six years. Well, let's see. Okay, so yeah, it's been six years. Yeah, six years. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen some crazy shit. <sighs> Hollywood is a weird place. It's... uh. Yeah, it's a weird place. I've also lived like, so I've probably, okay, one, two. So I've lived in four different places in the last six years. And two of them were like in uh, Thai town. 
uh, like right by Western, and then so you're right over by Jumbos and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, and then the other two were like off of Highland. One, the one I'm at now is like Fountain, and then the one before that was like I was like Hollywood and Highland. I was like, why would you do that? I why? I don't know why I did that. Do you like tourists? Do you no, like Transformers no, bothering you? it was so bad. Like, I hated it. And I moved out and was just like, what the fuck? That was, like, horrible. Spider-Man hitting on you every day on like, your way home? I knew everyone on the boulevard. Like, I seriously <laughs> would go home and everyone would know who I was. And it was like, oh, I, ugh, no. It was too much. Too many, I like, I, I can't stand the tourists. They're so bad. And they walk so slow. And it's like. What are you even looking at? Like maybe the, the stars, star. I Woo. guess that's what it is. But it's so annoying. I almost know where like I feel like at this point I almost know where every star is. Like it's kind of crazy. But uh <laughs> I don't understand why people come here for tourism anyways. This is Not a shit tourism. I know, I totally agree. <laughs> it's a shitty area for tourism. Like what are you going to sure. do? I'm going to go to the Chinese theater. I'm gonna look at some stars. <laughs> I'm gonna get harassed by a homeless person dressed up like Bumblebee. <laughs> it's so true, though. That that is like, your Hollywood dude, experience. People have told me like they've come to Hollywood thinking that the people on the street that take pictures were hired by someone, and I'm like, oh no, like those are just random people. Right? There's a really good documentary about it. Up showing up. I've seen a couple, and it's like. Fucking nuts. People are just crazy. People are so crazy. Well, they just don't know. They look, you know, entertainment I mean, like, television. I'm talking more about the people who do it. I'm like, those people are so nuts. Hey, they're on a hustle. I don't blame them. It works. I mean, the fact that it works, I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm like, it's awesome. Good for them. Yeah, honestly. good on them that they got suckers being like, yeah. I know, right? And it's all that the tourists are, are a bunch of suckers. But I mean, I feel like that's like anywhere, really, I guess, you know? The first time I visited L.A. was like 10 years, actually almost 10 years ago to the mark. I was out for Halloween in 08, so nine years ago. Damn. My buddy lived in Venice. Like, all I ever saw of L.A., for the most part, was Venice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I want to see Hollywood. <laughs> I get out here, I'm like, this is Hollywood? I know, right? You're like, wow, feel the broken dreams. What the fuck? Like, this is dirty <laughs> as fuck. Especially 10 years ago, it was even worse. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. Even six years ago, it was worse. When I first moved here, it was like, it was almost like the beginning of the end of like the dirty era of Hollywood. Like, I moved here and like, this guy I was dating was like, he was really into like the rock scene and like kind of like the grungy scene in Hollywood. And it was like, as soon as I moved to Hollywood, all these like awesome, cool rock and roll bars just started shutting down and all these really horrible mainstream, like shitty, just, they were just really gross. Like, like I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, like, like the rusty mullet's a perfect example. Oh yeah. That like, was angels and Kings. Angels and Kings was there. And like, now it's just like, it's, I, I walk by, by there and I'm just like, ugh. Angels and Kings like was kind of douchey too, but. It was kind of douchey, 100%. But this is douchey on like a douchey level. You know what I mean? Like that was douchey on a rock and roll level. This is just douchey. <laughs> I remember ending up at some Burning Angel party there five, six years ago. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, okay, this place is all right. But yeah, the Rusty Mullet. I mean, I occasionally drink there because I have friends that want to go there, but it's not my scene. Yeah, for sure. If I'm going to go that far west, 
I'm going to go to the Roosevelt. I'm going to go to the spare room. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'll go to a classy establishment at that point. Yeah, I like the Roosevelt. The Roosevelt has a, a couple nice bars, actually. The spare room is so dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fucking pricey to drink, but yeah. where in Hollywood isn't. Ugh, I know. Everything in Hollywood is so expensive. Hell, even Bronson Bar, like, down the street, my local dive is still, like, $10 whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I um. I would say the Frolic Room is my favorite bar, but the Frolic Room is actually probably the cheapest place in Hollywood to drink. You can get drinks for like $9 there, maybe. Yeah, the it's cheapest really, at $9. You're like, you're like, I know, that's so like not cheap. It's like, but uh, it's like surprisingly cheaper. Like $9 a, a Maker's Mark. I could have bought that bottle in two and a half drinks. Yeah. Yeah, when you're buying drinks and you're like, damn, that's just as much as like a small bottle of alcohol. Damn, like what am I doing with my life? Obviously, we're not successful enough where, like, that, do- that doesn't matter. Fuck it. Take it. Right? Take it. Whatever. Just $9 a drink. That's nothing. I don't care. Hell, the AVN party, when it went to a cash bar, they're like, it's 14 a drink. I'm like, well, I ordered it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I should have drank more when it was free. <laughs> not that I didn't drink a ton when it was free. I know, right? <laughs> but when he was like, $14 for a maker, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have my last one and go somewhere else. This party's basically over anyways. <laughs> yeah, I remember it started to clear out, and I was like, I should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you up for anything this year? No, I'm not. That's bullshit. I know. Not even one of the fan awards? What the fuck? <sighs> no, I, I didn't nominate myself either. I kind of, uh, I was kind of like hoping that my agency would let me know when to nominate myself, and I just kind of dropped the ball on it, and they dropped the ball, and... I just didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to nominate myself, so, but I am definitely getting nominated next year. <laughs> nice. I'm going to make sure of it. Nice. I'm actually up for a fucking award. How's that work? That's awesome. How am I up for an award and you're not? That's so fucked up. <laughs> a lot of people I knew got, like, almost everyone I knew got, well, it's like I know everyone in the industry, so whatever, but. Well, everyone knows everyone. It's <laughs> <Yeah. a> really. <laughs> so many people got nominated. I was really proud of everybody. But I'm not a performer. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm up for the best non-sex performance. But <laughs> that's awesome. It's like, what the fuck? Legit performers. Ah, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm still like, I want to win just because like my competitive spirit. But yeah. on another hand, I realize how fucking ridiculous it is that I'm nominated. <laughs> but whatever, I'll take it. If Especially if I win, I will gladly be like, yeah, AVN award winner, Matt Slayer. Like, fuck <laughs> the fuck for sure so funny so comedy yes your real passion not this you know porn bullshit yeah i have been doing comedy for over a year and it's really fun for me i talk about the adult industry and um i just have fun with it i was kind of talking to someone else the other day about kind of my process of uh of you know kind of what i do and like um i was telling them that i have to go on and it was interesting because i was watching something the other day on netflix it was the there's um there's a documentary about jim carrey and he's playing um what is his name andy kaufman he's playing andy kaufman yeah, yeah yeah so that was super interesting because he talked a lot about kind of how i do my comedy 
where it's like you kind of make it appear or or you really just like you know go on and just don't care and he talked about doing so he was he talked a little bit about his stand-up and it was just kind of like you know you got to be the person that's just like doesn't give a fuck and i really just like i i do it because it's fun and i don't get paid so i don't take it that seriously and my whole attitude is like you know i'm doing it because it's fun and if it stops being fun like i'll probably stop doing it um but I just kind of like go on and I just, I don't really put too much pressure on myself. Like I'll prepare and I'll, I, I change my set almost every time. Like the main structure of my jokes are, is very similar, but I change jokes around and I add new jokes because I hate when people do the same routine. Well, and you got to you know, keep know? tweaking it to see what yeah, works. Totally. So um, I'll change some stuff around and I just kind of go on and I just, uh, you know, I just have fun with it and I just kind of improvise and I just kind of like um, do whatever I feel like doing and it's been working for me and it's only been times that I've really stressed about the night or like stressed about like trying to just be perfect that the show won't go very well. Well, I don't think anyone wants to go to a comedy show that's perfect. Exactly. For People sure. want to go see live comedy because... Unexpected shit happens. For sure. A heckler fucking says some shit to you, shut them down. The audience gets to be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, right? Damn. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucked with her. <laughs> For sure. You know, <laughs> it's live music, live comedy. People are there to see a show. If they wanted to hear pre-recorded material they just stay home yeah they're paying for the drinks they're paying for the you know the door to see a fucking show they want to be entertained by something that is a unique experience yeah no matter how many times you've seen a band seen a comedian Mm -hmm. even if they're doing the same material it should be a little different each Mm -hmm. time i totally agree um i i want to go on like a comedy tour so i'm kind of like trying to set up myself like um, cause I've already had some people ask me to do shows in different areas for them. And I'm like, well shit, like, I guess I kind of like figure out how to, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be doing like some, some sort of comedy like tour soon. I want to do like a little, I've been wanting to travel a lot, a lot lately. So I'm kind of trying to like, uh, make like a travel schedule and then like also book like a bunch of stuff like in that area, like while I'm there. At least so, hit mics. Yeah, totally. So like dancing gigs and like comedy and um, I was actually doing comedy with a, a porn star, a Rachel Bardot. She's an older porn star. She's been in the, I'm not sure if she performs anymore, but she's been in the industry for a really long time. And uh, I've I've done some comedy stuff with her and she was doing comedy tours with, with strip clubs. So I kind of want to call, I, I need to call a couple of places and be like, yo, it would be cool to dance for you and also do a comedy show. You know what I mean? Like that would be so dope. Like I could do a comedy show and then I could just start taking my clothes off and fucking dance. It's like, Oh shit. That joke didn't land top. I know. Right. <laughs> that joke didn't land. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Like, Oh, I'm bombing off. Come the panties, <laughs> man. I bet so male live in the crowd up. Male comics would kill for that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one's going to be like, Oh shit. Dave Chappelle's bombing. He's taking his pants off. Right. So she told me about that, and I was like, "Damn, like that would be really cool." I I could imagine those would be some pretty rowdy crowds, though. Yeah, definitely. Especially if they're just there to see some tits, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, like, you're cracking jokes. You gotta be like on fucking point, otherwise they're just be like, "Show us your tits." Yeah. Do you get that when you perform out now? 
Um, what people yelling at me to show them, show yeah. them my tits? No, I don't have many people yell at me. Thank God. Um, so I how would you really shut down a heckler? Be like, yell oh, some shit yeah. like that to you. Show us your tits, and be like, damn, what would I say? <laughs> oh, I feel like if I had any, <laughs> <laughs> I probably just shit on myself just to be like. You ain't gotten shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I'll wrong with self. You wrong. <laughs> Nothing wrong with self-deprecating humor. Nothing wrong with that. I tend to do that a lot when I start like bombing. I'll just be like, "Wow, good job," or like I'll just be really sarcastic and like kind of poke at myself for totally fucking up, which people find hilarious, and I think it's funny. So, but I mean, again, it's just like you know, I don't take it seriously, so it's not like if someone starts heckling me, I'm like, "Oh my god." Like people really don't like me. You know, I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if you don't like me. It's like I'm I don't like me. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It's like, fuck you, I'm still successful in another medium. What? It's just like I have so much fun with everything I do and like life's too short to take it seriously. So like, um, I really don't I really can't take I'm like I don't hashtag can't take things seriously just because of my perception on life. But like, um, I feel like that's what is the funnest part about being a comedian is really seeing the same situation a bunch of other people know and can relate with, but seeing it in a really ironic, funny way. Because life is just fucked up. It's really fucked up. And horrible shit happens on a regular basis. And if I took everything that happened to me seriously, I would probably be dead because I probably would have killed myself already. <laughs> well, we're super happy you didn't do that. It'd be a very one-sided conversation if you'd killed yourself. I'm just here with Nikki Knightley's corpse. I don't know what I'm going to do, folks. I got to dispose of it somehow. I, like, fuck, I'm just incriminating over. myself. Fuck. I need to chop this body up. <laughs> no, no, no. Bathtub full of acid. But I feel like I remember watching that in, in Breaking Bad and the acid melted through the ceiling. Remember? Well, that's it TV. melted the bathtub. That's TV. I know, but that seems more realistic than... <laughs> well, I'm not going to find out the hard way. You're not going to die on me. Don't die in my apartment. If you're going to die tonight, leave the apartment first. Make it out no, of the building. Right? Go, go to a bar. Oh be God. with some other people. So like... When they come to question me, like, what happened to her? I'll be like, I don't know. Oh, she was at Bronson Bar. Ask them. She was at Bronson Bar. I have no idea. She didn't For die sure. on my watch. <laughs> I've never had a guest die on my watch, and I'm not going to start tonight. God. Well, thank God. Well, yeah. If someone's going to die on my watch, we at least got to get video if going someone's going to die on my watch, it's going to be epic as fuck. We got to have video going for that. And there's going to be video. No one wants someone to die on audio only. I know it's kind of lame, right? The and then you're like, I feel like I didn't really like experience it. Yeah, I like what just happened? See there? what was happening? Did she just choke. What? What happened? Like, <laughs> no, her, no, like, what did her face look like when she died? Right. I didn't get to see her face turn blue. It's horribly morbid. <laughs> I know. The death of <sighs> Nikki Knightley. Right. I mean, honestly, if I was to die, if I was to plan my own death, it would probably be super epic. But really, okay. I would never kill myself. But theoretically, theoretically, I wanted to kill myself. I would probably only kill myself to make a point, or to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna die, 
So I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and end it right now because I want to do it super epic. So how know? would you super epically kill yourself? Well, I feel like there'd have to be like... One sec, before you, do, before you tell us, <laughs> did you see the thing in the news about the Serb, uh, Croatian war criminal who just downed poison in the middle of the Hague during his war crimes trial? He did what? So this happened yesterday. Okay. This convicted war criminal, they had a retrial for his war crimes. They convicted him again. He stood up in the middle of the Hague in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands and said, I am not a war criminal. I do not accept your judgment. Down to shot of poison and said, I just ingested poison and then died. Wow. So can you top that? I feel like, okay, I would probably do something like I would jump out of an airplane with like a shark and do like some crazy like acrobatic shit and then like jump into a shark's mouth or something like in midair. I was about to say like, why are you taking a shark with you? That's not cool. What'd the shark do? Why did the shark deserve to die? And then we would do it over like the ocean so that the shark would land back in the water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but if you're not going to do it with a parachute, I mean, if you're <laughs> jumping out of a plane. with a parachute? <laughs> right. If you're jumping out of a plane without a parachute and a shark, the shark's going to die from impact too. That's true. And the shark didn't do shit. The shark didn't deserve to die. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe something like. I'm going to help you iron out this plan. <laughs> There would definitely need to be fireworks involved as well. It's I mean, I haven't put much thought into it yet. So Well, I'm helping you. I'm helping you with your process right now. Okay. So we have skydiving. Mm-hmm. So to properly execute this, you're gonna you have definitely to definitely have to be doing Yeah. I you're feel gonna like have sky, to do a bunch of skydiving beforehand, otherwise you're just That's gonna true. be yeah, they don't like let you jump. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't let you jump by yourself until you have a bunch of jumps under your belt. True. So you better start jumping now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to go jump out of an airplane with my dad for my birthday. And then he died. No. I, and then he died. <laughs> um, and then I totally chickened out. And oh, I know. Oh, you I fucked know, up. I know. But he's still like, okay, well, if you ever look into it, let me know. And I'm like, okay. No, do it. Fucking do it. I've been putting it off, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm building up the nerve. I've done it. I really want to do it. It's I've done it. It's great. Like I have to do it in the next year for sure. No, fucking do it. <laughs> When I did it, so, because I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> the first time I did it was shortly after a pretty big breakup. Okay. And they make you sign like 15 pages of forms saying, you, we will not be held responsible. Who is your emergency contact? I put my ex as the emergency contact. Oh my God. Because I'm a dick. <laughs> because if you died, it's just fucking, she gets a phone call. Yep. God. Yep. God. Can you yeah. imagine? I was a little emotionally distraught at the time. It was a messy breakup. <laughs> For sure. I've been through a couple of those. <laughs> and what I didn't really visualize in my head is the kind of plane you go up in. So it's a little like putt, putt. And they've got us packed in like fucking sardines. I'm strapped to the dude I'm jumping with. And like I have the people who are jumping in front of me like sitting in my lap. Because you're packed in like fucking sardines. And I'm just kind of like... Oh my God! Why did I? Why did I do this? Yeah. We get up to altitude, and there's five sport jumpers, like professional skydivers, on the plane with us. They go first. The five of them just launch out at the same time. I'm like, well, now I kind of feel like a bitch about being afraid about this. One of those dudes went out backwards. Yeah. I'm strapped to a dude who does this ten times a day. We get to the door. We get to the door. 
And this is oh my god. This is at Skydive Chicago, which is in rural Illinois. Yeah. And you can see the tracks of farmland. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a farm, there's a farm. You know, you've been in a plane where you fly over Middle America and you see the various. Yeah, totally. So you can see that from the plane. I'm like, holy shit! My knees are hanging out, and in my head, I'm like, I'm not sure I wanna. And they're out of the plane. Oh. Like, oh shit! It's like a super fast roller coaster. It's like, whoosh. And nothing, nothing in this world is a better sensation than the parachute opening and you going into canopy. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to live. I'm going to fucking live. I'm going to fucking live. And you're still hundreds of feet in the air when you're under canopy. And my instructor, the guy I'm tied to, is like, okay, we're going to do some turns. So if you pull on the toggles, you turn. If you pull it really hard, you do something called the red turn, where you start spiraling. It's like, oh, oh, oh God, I'm that. That's a little rough, man. My stomach, my stomach's not handling this so well. We make it to the ground. It is an amazing sensation. That's awesome. And it's just, it's about being bigger than your fucking fear. Because once I was actually in the air, I'm like, you know what? This is beyond my control at this point. Yeah. If shit goes wrong. There is nothing I can do about that. Yeah. And it was just fucking liberating. That's awesome. Fucking do That's it. So uh, Chris Johnson, who used to be male talent, I don't know if he still performs. Name sounds familiar. Is a dive master. That's rad. He actually got in the biz because he got injured skydiving and needed other work. But in recent years, I know he's gone back to being a dive master. So if you run into him, you should be like, yo, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, skydiving's fucking amazing. Like I I am really upset about it. Cause at the time I'm like, I got so hyped, I'm like, I'm gonna do all the all the jumps I need to be able to jump on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, Cause it becomes really cheap once you're certified. Oh wow, that's right. Because like the 150 a jump is only when you're like tandem to somebody, they're providing the parachute and all mm-hmm. that shit. Jumping on your own, like once you're certified, was like $35 a jump. That's awesome. <laughs> It was like two grand to get certified, you know, all the jumps to do it, and then like 35 bucks after that. That's right. And unfortunately, Skydive Chicago is like, was 70 miles away from my house. Otherwise, I would have followed up on yeah. it. But let me know when you want to go. I'll go again. Okay. That's awesome. I'm so down. I, I love just like, I love doing crazy shit like that. Um, I, I really want to, uh, I've been thinking a lot about Thailand recently, and I want to go to like, I just I love traveling and I love just like doing like I just love doing crazy shit. Where have you been? Um, I've been to Germany and I've been to Italy. Um, I went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. It was like my favorite pl- favorite place, honestly, that I've I've been to. And then I've been to a couple different areas in uh, Germany. I was mainly in the area of Hanover. Uh, I really Very cool. wanted to go to Berlin, and my my cousin was just like it was just like too far away. It was like a five hour drive, and I was like. We weren't there long enough to really like travel all of it. So um, I've been looking more into like making money overseas and like, you know, taking a couple months and just traveling. Like I know a bunch of girls that are shooting in Prague. I know. I know there's a bunch of girls shooting in Prague and I kind of want to like hit up a bunch of companies and be like, yo, I want to do like a tour. Like I want to come through and and stay for like a month and like shoot a bunch of scenes and um, just make some money and just travel. Like, you know, I feel like I've been waiting too long and I just know so many girls that make money and just do that on a regular basis. And I'm like, well, why am I not doing that? Right? You should be <laughs> like, fucking reaching to, out. I need to be like, yeah. 
Do that shit. 100%. Yeah. For me, I try to do two international trips a year. I did Cuba this year. I did Amsterdam, Munich, and Helsinki. How was Cuba? Cuba's fucking rad. I bet. It's so weird. Is it? It's got to be such a trip. Like, I'm I'm actually part Cuban. I have... um, I probably still have family actually in Cuba, but I wouldn't really, I wouldn't know who they were, but I've wanted to go to Cuba for a really long time and I know a decent amount about Cuba and it just seems like it would be such a mind fuck going over there. Like you're like in a different time. I was off grid for 10 days, like no internet for 10 days. Wow. Which was a trip in itself. Yeah. Like no Facebook, no nothing. Like did not have service. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything's for fucking haggle over there. Everything. Interesting. I've talked about this a couple times on the show before, but it's like three different economies going on. So there's a straight tourist economy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware, there's two national currencies. Mm-hmm. So there's the CUC, which is one-to-one with the U.S. dollar. Okay. Sort of. Mm-hmm. And then there's the CUP, which is roughly 25 to the U.S. dollar. The CUP is what nationals are paid in. The CUC is just tourist money. And the way I, the reason I say it's kind of one-to-one with the USD is you can't get them off the island. You can't get Cuban money from a bank in the States. You only get right. them from Cuban banks. Yeah. They charge a 3% surcharge to exchange any money into Cuban money. Hmm. On top of that, they charge an additional 10% to, char- to change US dollars. Damn. So you're really looking at 87%. <laughs> wow. By the time you exchange it. So if you stick to the tourist areas, things are super clean, super nice, cheap, definitely cheaper than America, but not super cheap. Right. We got a baller ass Airbnb, and we were you know further out of town. We got to experience. We had uh, two native uh, Spanish speakers with us too. Cool. That's super helpful. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't speak any Spanish. <laughs> I know enough to kind of get by. Mm-hmm. And we learned, you know, if you speak Spanish and you're not in the tourist areas, things are very negotiable. Yeah. Like none of the cabs have meters. You're haggling with everybody. That's kind of crazy. Wow. And then there's a, if you're actually a Cuban national prices, mm-hmm. like one of my buddies hooked up with a girl and they went out like away from the rest of us. They went to some hostel or some shit for the night and she was negotiating the cost of the room and they're like, it's five bucks. And then he opened his mouth and they realized he wasn't Cuban, went up to 15. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, okay. He's like, cabs <laughs> that we were doing for five, six bucks, <coughs> a trip ended up being like a buck. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was with the girl when she was doing all the talking. Yeah. It's just a crazy place. The food's rad. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cuban food's definitely one of my favorite kinds of food. I love Cuban food so much. <laughs> Like fried plantains is like I grew up on that shit. It's so good. Nice, love it. Yeah, the restaurante particulares, the mm-hmm. restaurants that are in people's homes, were so fucking good and cheap. That's awesome. Uh, we went out to some Cuban bar that was like in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like they saw that our gringo asses. They're like, pick some girls to come in. Mm-hmm. Like okay, we just picked some girls that were waiting to get in to come in with us. Yeah, buck a beer. And I so. feel like they're overcharging us. <laughs> no, it was it was a great place. It was a really weird place. Just everyone's on a hustle. Like we did a cigar tour, mm-hmm. 
and our tour guide is telling us like his wife's a doctor and he makes more as a tour guide than she does because she's paid by the you know by the state wow. and he gets that's tipped so, by tourists yeah that's so crazy and Whoa. he's trying to okay. sell us cigars like off the line while he's giving the tour and one of my buddies kind of got like mugged slash sold cigars he made eye contact with one of the rollers and the guy's like he's kind of uh, sure as we're walking down the stairs out of the factory the dude rolls up to him stuffs 10 cigars in his pocket and takes 40 bucks out of his wallet wow oh my god <laughs> that's so crazy yeah no it's Every, but you got to remember, the average Cuban salary is $40 a month, U.S. That's nuts. So that dude just you know, stole from his employer, but how much money did he just fucking make? Yeah. Wow. No, it, it's a crazy place. I want to go back one day. It had been a place that I'd been wanting to go for like over a decade. Yeah. As silly as it sounds, what made me want to go to fucking Cuba was a Playboy article from like the mid-2000s. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. I forgot some point in the mid 2000s Playboy did a review of like restaurants and dining and nightlife in Cuba and I'm like oh my god I want to fucking go well and there's something appealing to me about going someplace that has no Americana no Burger King no McDonald's no Starbucks I agree I mean as, as much as I love America there's definitely a lot of things I hate about America and it's those like things that make us American, like Burger King and all that shit that I'm just like, God, like, like even just middle America, like I'm not really like a huge fan of the, <laughs> like the middle of the country, you know, like that's kind of a big part of the, the culture, but it's just like, oh God, there is something so awesome about a place that hasn't been tainted by America. For, I totally agree. Well, especially when you're traveling, because when I'm traveling, I want to have unique experiences. Yeah. I don't want to just go to America light. Like I've been to London, and it wasn't different enough. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely differences, but it wasn't different enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Absolutely. I don't know if I'll ever go back to London. I may go to other parts of the UK. But yeah, my lo- mom was telling me she knew someone that, that went to London and they bought like a they came back with a hard rock London jacket, and she was like, "Why would you go all the way to London and spend the afternoon?" In a place like the Hard Rock that is already in the United States, like it, it's just like it's like you just killed the purpose. What was the point of sitting on the airplane for that long if you're gonna go to a fucking place that you can go in any state in the United States? Like it's just so dumb. Yeah, my buddy when we went to Japan the first time, so like, I'm going to McDonald's. I'm like, the fuck you are. Like no. Oh, he well, went. I, I wouldn't go to McDonald's in in in. The United States. Like, I want... Okay, maybe the McDonald's in Germany just because they sell beer. I believe the Japanese ones have alcohol too, but it's still... It's still so dumb. Like, it's like... There's rad noodle shops every fucking block. I mean, McDonald's. I hate McDonald's. And and Japan is one of those places that's, like, known for their food. Like, I mean, how many fucking travel fucking shows have I seen where it's just like... I mean, the food there is off the chain. Like, why would you go somewhere like McDonald's? Why would why wouldn't you have sea? Why would you have anything but seafood? You know, like oh, because the or beef like is ramen. The beef is rad too. Oh, is the beef awesome? Oh yeah, like so we discovered we were staying at the Ritz Carlton, and we discovered a teppanyaki place. Like it's like a Korean barbecue spot where you grill your own meat across the street. 
it's like <coughs> they served Kobe sashimi, like raw Kobe that you just dipped in soy sauce and Kobe washimi, sashimi or like, sashimi, sorry. Sashimi. Yeah. Wow. That's I've never even heard of that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just like, oh, here's raw Kobe, dip it in some soy sauce, melts in your mouth. It's fucking amazing. Wow. Crazy. No, I I had no bad meals in Japan. Tokyo is the only place I've been to twice. And I will happily go back again. Tokyo is definitely on my list. Go. I've been wanting to. Tokyo's definitely high up there. Like that it's been Tokyo and in Thailand are the two places I'm like, I have to go in the next year for sure. Like uh, my next trip is definitely going to be Thailand. And then, uh, honestly, it'll probably be Tokyo after that. Um, and then maybe I'll do some more stuff in Europe, like... Uh, or even just, like, Iceland or New Zealand. I mean, there's so many cool places. Like, If you're going to do all the, the ride all the way down to New Zealand, hit Australia, too. That's a good idea. Like, I've been to Sydney. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it'd be more fun. It's more fun as a dude than a girl. Really? Australian girls love Americans for some reason. Like, I was in this bar, this, like, cocktail bar, and girls are just buying me drinks. Like, oh, it's so weird. I'm like... I feel like that's so, like... I feel like most people hate us. It's so strange. <laughs> I found people don't hate Americans outside of America. Because they feel any American who's willing to leave America is actually not an idiot. <laughs> well, because you think about it. Only 30% of us have passports. That's only so low. Only ten percent of the people that have passports actually use them. What? Yeah. So it's a small fraction of Americans that actually go out and see the world. That's so sad. Completely That's depressing as fuck. Holy shit! I'm. You guys are dumb. Come on. I am super bummed. I waited till my thirties to start seeing the world. Tokyo was actually yeah. the first place I went to outside of the country. Oh no! Nice. And it is. So wildly different than America. It's amazing. I, it's awesome. Yeah, I've I've watched a bunch of stuff about it, and it's just like, oh my god, America does not do everything number one. <laughs> Seriously, Tokyo has the largest train system in the world. It is the largest city in the world. Their subway system is easier to get around on than New York's. I bet. I bet. Like, I've, I've, yeah. In a whole another fucking country, another language, easier to get around on. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. The people were super friendly. It, it's I've even heard, I've heard stories of like people getting drunk and like passing out in the street and like no one drew on their face or like stole their wallet or like if someone gets their wallet stolen it gets like like not even stolen but like people don't really get like robbed over there but like so violent crime is not a thing yeah for sure and then like like if someone loses their wallet. The other person that finds it usually goes really out of their way to return it. And I was hearing all these little stories of just like personal things that have happened with other people where they were like, yeah, like I was in Tokyo and like this happened and then like this happened or like, you know, I lost my wallet and this or like, you know, I passed out and this didn't happen. I'm like, wow, that is just so different than American culture. Like we just shit all over each other all constantly. Like, (laughs) oh, I know firsthand about passing out drunk in Tokyo. I've told this story on the podcast before. Sorry, guys, if you heard this one before. <laughs> My buddies left me at a bar called Science because I was trying to pick up the bartender. Yeah. I got blotto blackout drunk. Oh, God. Like, the last thing I remember was watching some horrible Nickelback like cover band. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> to be fair, the bartender like had dyed blonde hair and was wearing a cannibal corpse shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, Heck this yeah. is where I want to be. Yeah, totally. 
Next thing I remember is waking up in a cab and puking out the window. No! Oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, oh, bad American stereotype right now. Oh, God. I couldn't communicate to my cab driver how to get back to the Airbnb. So he dropped me at the nearest station. That's where I told him to drop me. I passed out in a planter, like at Shibuya Station, which is one of the busiest stations in Tokyo. Literally a thousand people cross the street when the light changes. Wow. It's like, you, you ever seen that iconic, like, big X where, like, Thousands of Japanese people. That's Shibuya Station. Wow. Passed out in a planter. I'd come to every so often like, I know the Airbnb's that way. I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> Eventually, I come to enough to get another cab. Uh-huh. Communicate with them how to get to the Airbnb. Uh-huh. Realize that I have no money on me. Somewhere in the drive, I'm like, I'm texting my friends like, I may have to run on this cab. Oh, no. I don't know what the fuck to do. Uh, uh, uh. Thankfully, I had exactly enough coins to pay him. Ugh. Pay him. So we were. Sh- the key we had was in a mailbox. Struggle for twenty five minutes to get the key. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like t- texting my buddies, like I know the combination. It just won't fucking open. It won't. Oh my god! Eventually, get upstairs, clean myself up, pass out. <laughs> and though violent crime's not a thing in Japan. One of the things that will happen in some shady establishments is they'll drug you and max your credit cards. That's a little sketchier than just getting robbed. I don't know, man. I would I'd prefer that. I can contest those charges. I don't have to worry about getting stabbed or... Uh, they drug you? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a common crime there. Wow. That's like, kind of crazy. Dudes will be like, you want to go to a strip club? You'll go in the strip club. They'll drug your drink. And then max your credit card. So I check my bank accounts in the morning. 300 bucks is missing from my account. Uh-huh. Like, oh, fuck. I got fucking drugged last night. There's no way my alcohol gas got that blackout drunk. Freaking out, freaking out. Open my wallet, $300 in it. <laughs> my blackout drunk ass is like, no, you need more money to pay for cabs, asshole. <laughs> Apparently drunk Matt knows what the fuck to do. <laughs> But yeah, I sat in that station probably about two hours unmolested. <laughs> unmolested. Seriously. Nice. Because we, we retraced my steps the next morning, like using the, the health app on the phone, mm, you know, yeah. and count your steps. Like where were the gaps were in my steps? <laughs> That's awesome. Like using the GPS. And using the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is where you passed out drunk, asshole. <laughs> so pro tip for you. And I looked up, I, I was able to GPS exactly where I was and where my phone was and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, wow, like this is where, I, like, it's really funny. Like, cause I was also like totally inebriated and I was like, where the fuck did I go? Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's a, that's a funny, that's an awesome story for sure. I, I try to do a little living here and there. For sure. Yeah. Same. Like, I, you know, like. As horrible as it was getting robbed, like it kind of made me realize that, um, what the fuck am I doing? Like not traveling and like not like constantly doing cool shit. Like I just, like it totally like brought, like it kind of dragged me down for a little while and I got really depressed and I was just like, like I didn't want to leave my apartment and all this shit. And then I was just like, this is so dumb. Like I should just leave the country and like go travel for a month or something. Um, and in the position, what you do for a living, there's no reason you shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could definitely make money, like, 
on Snapchat. I mean, there's so many different ways for me to make money overseas anyways. Like, it's not like I need to be here to make the money I'm making. Like, even with porn, like, you know, I could be shooting in Prague. And I know a lot of girls that were that have gone out there and shot for a while. And um, I'm just like, why am I not doing that? Hell, like, for fuck's sake, you could travel with some gear, shoot in your fucking Airbnb or wherever you're staying, yeah. upload it at some internet cafe, and have money come in from your clips while you're abroad. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, you're in a position where you are, have the absolute freedom and you're young enough to fucking do it. You're not tied down. You've got no kids. Yep. You have no kids, right? I have no kids. <laughs> no. I don't want kids. High five on that shit. <laughs> I'm like, I, I kind of, you know what's funny is like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and I was like, it's weird because I think about kids and it's not that I don't like kids, but I personally have never wanted kids. And even as a kid, I never wanted kids. You know, those kids that were obsessed with having kids or obsessed with getting married or like. They even had like little baby dolls that were like fake babies that they'd pretend to be their baby. I never did that ever. And I didn't really like notice it until like I was talking to somebody about it like really recently. And I'm like, yeah, like I guess I've now that I think about it, I've never really wanted a kid. Like it was never a choice that I was like, yeah, and I finally decided I'm not going to have kids like. <laughs> I guess I've always been selfish my entire life. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think sake. there's anything wrong with that either. There's too like, many fucking people on the planet. There's way too many. I totally... Well, that's the other thing is I feel like there's no population control and there are so many fucking stupid people on this planet. Like, do I really need to make another one? You know, like, who's to say that my kid's not going to turn out completely retarded and destroy the... destroy everything? Like, I don't know. Like, right, and I'm know, not so... I don't know, it's just, like, weird. I don't know. Personally, I'm not so egotistical that I need a mini-me running around. And that's the other thing is I'm like... I mean, if I really, really wanted kids, like, I would probably adopt kids. As, hor- as, as hard as it might be, like... It's kind of like with, with the dog thing. I'm like, well, there's so many dogs in the pound. Like, why... Mi- like, why go to a breeder and pay for another dog when there's a dog just as good sitting in the pound... And I don't know. I mean, it sucks that adopting isn't cheaper than having your own kid because. Well, depending if you have insurance or not, it might be. Really? Well, because if you don't have insurance and, you know, you have to pay for delivery and all that fucking shit and they charge you, it could be $100,000 to, you know, give birth. Yeah, that's true. That's really, really expensive. Yeah, I mean, fuck kids that. In general, are just so expensive. Like, I'm just like, damn. Like, I'm hoping I have enough to feed myself. You know, I'm like, I don't know about like feeding like a whole other person. Right. Or like having to deal with that. Just, or hey, I want to come home drunk on Friday night. Can't do that. Got to feed the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it's never something that's interested me. Not that I don't like kids, but I just I don't dislike kids. I'm just fucking selfish. If I were really well to do, if I ever became selfish. fucking rich. I'd probably have kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spoil the kid. I just don't want to impact my life negatively. I don't want to have to, you know, work two jobs just to make sure there's food on the fucking table for us. I want to enjoy my fucking life. You don't want to hate your kid either. Like, I I feel like there's a lot of people that have kids in, in a position where they can't really like do it. They make it work and they kind of resent the kid. Yeah. It's like, they've been told that's what you have to do. Like how much do you want to, ruin your kid's life just because you feel like you need to do the right thing it's like is that even the right thing like there's i just have so many questions you know it's like i i don't know like it 
I feel like as a young a young mind is so malleable. Like I don't even know if I would be a good influence on a kid. You know, like <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Like seriously, like some of the life lessons I would teach a fucking kid are kind of fucked up. Be like, you know what? You should be attractive as possible at all times. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> seriously, because if you're attractive, people just want to do shit for you. Like, that's not a lesson my parents taught me. Yeah. Life experiences taught me that. Yeah. But, yeah, my parents never were like, hey, if you're pretty, people will just give you shit. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. It's not wrong. Right. It's not wrong at all. And that's kind of what's scary is like. But did your parents teach you that? Of course not. Of course not. And, I mean, the world is a lot different than what our parents told us it would be like but then again like our parents told us based on what they thought they should tell us not what they knew they should tell us you know what i mean and again it's like we really don't know what we're doing when it comes to kids you know like I no feel like our no parents were really giant children too they're just, <laughs> they're just adult children adulter- yeah exactly and you're just like okay well you know like i don't know I, I mean people make decisions based on so many things and it's like yeah, I, I saw there's a girl in the industry that just posted about being pregnant today. And I was just like, no, like in my head, I was like, no. And I was reading all these comments like, oh, my God, congratulations. And I just felt like, like, should I post like, no, like, <laughs> no, it's- of course not. I wasn't. Of course, I wasn't going to post that. But I was just like in my head. I'm just like, you're still so young. Like, she's younger than me. And, uh, you know, some people have kids because if they get pregnant, that's just like what they do. You know what I mean? Like, Oh no, I, I had an ex. Like, you have kids if you get pregnant. I had an ex who's like, she, you know, got pregnant at 17 wow. and had the kid. And I'm like, why did you, and the kid was a, uh, you know, a product of a rape. Like it was a date rape wow, wow. and it, it was, it's fucked up, but she decided to keep the kid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I couldn't, of course I couldn't abort her. You know, what did what did she do? You know, why why should I not bring her into the world? You know, she didn't do anything not to deserve not to exist. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you just fucked your own life. Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess I'll just never be the kind of person that will ever understand that. Oh, yeah, me neither. I don't know why. I, I would, I've never had that really in my family. Like, no one in my family has really been like, oh... Like, my, my family definitely supports abortion. Like, if, if I got pregnant, my family would be pressing me to get an abortion. For sure. Like, they wouldn't be like, don't have the kid, you know? Like, um, I mean, but I know a lot of people, like, who I have, I've had some friends who've gotten pregnant, and they're like, yeah, my family wants me to keep it. And I'm like, what? But then part of me is like, maybe they just want you to get out of porn. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, but it's like, is that a reason to have a kid again? Fuck no, no. Fuck I don't no. think. I don't think it is. I think you should only have a kid when you have another parent who is 100 percent down to take care of the kid and help you support it. In any other situation, I don't feel like it's really right. Well, and especially Even raising a kid on on your own, it's not only hard on you, but it's like not the best for your kid either. Fuck no, you know, like fuck no. I don't really know how you rationalize that to yourself. Like I would just, I feel like okay, maybe I wouldn't feel guilty about killing my kid, but like I would live the rest of my life feeling like, well, I can't give my kid what I really want to give my kid. And I can't live my fullest and life. And I can't live my life. So it's like, 
it would just be a mind fuck. I, I just feel like it would just be too much. I, I don't know. I'd probably just turn, turn into an alcoholic or something. Cheers to that. <laughs> Seriously, though, at that point, I would just be like, God damn. No, and I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a bit older than you. I'm at an age where people I've known for decades are pumping out children left and right. And it's fucking weird to me. One of my best friends, I've known him since we were seven years old, like first grade. Four kids. He has four fucking kids. Wow, that's a lot of kids. I'm like, two is a lot. Yeah. But times up by two, that's just, I mean, fuck. The poor bastard has three daughters, too. Oh, my God. But I I mean, maybe they feel super fulfilled. I, on the other hand, I feel fulfilled when I spend a gang of money on clothes for myself <laughs> that's what makes me feel fulfilled right I, <laughs> like I, I feel like having a kid would make me feel empty that's i feel so fulfilled bad. when i bump myself up to first class and get day drunk <laughs> there you go yeah first class is um yeah i haven't i haven't done that in a really long time but the next time i can afford to get first class i'm definitely getting it it's the way to be <laughs> Especially the international pods. Yeah. Oh, so good. So fucking good. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't fathom. I just can't wrap. Like, this is someone that I grew up with and was friends with, you know, close friends with until our mid-20s. Yeah. And I just don't understand how our lives took widely totally different, different turns. turns. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I can't wrap my brain around it. I, I can't. It's fucking crazy. But one of my other buddies that like I'm friends with since high school married a girl that has three kids they had one of their own like wow see then again there's the whole raising other people's kids and i've learned this firsthand like both my parents remarried to other people that had other kids as well and it was just added drama and like honestly like i don't know how how either of my parents did it but like trying to raise another person's kid it fucking sucks usually you don't like the other person okay and so you don't necessarily like the other person's kid. And I feel like most people resent, like, if you have to take care of someone else's kid, you almost kind of, you treat them differently than your own kid. You know what I mean? And, like, even if you're not trying to, like, it's just, like, a natural thing. And it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, a weird, like, I I really, like, praised both my parents for being able to, like, kind of raise other people's kids because I'm, like, I'm not sure if I could do that. Like, I really don't know if I could be like, hey, I love you. Like, I don't know if I could say that and mean it to someone else's kid. I don't know either. Like, <laughs> hell. Like, that, I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> the the girl I was dating that had the kid, we were kind of serious. And like, I totally sabotaged the fuck out of that relationship because I freaked out like, eh, raising someone else's kid. It's tough. It's It's not something that's, it's like, it's easier said than done, you know? Like, because... There's something about other people's kids that just like, and I don't know if this is because my mom's always told me this, but I I just feel like I feel the same way. Like, someone about, like, it's just not your kid, you know? Like, I don't know what it is, but there's like a stigma there. I think I it's biology. Just... You know, every, everyone I know who's a parent is like, oh my God, there's just something when that kid is born, like... I just love them so much. I just want to hold them and never let them go. And, you know, that's someone else's kid. I think it's just biological. Yeah. Totally. I mean, this is my completely uneducated guest. I am not a fucking doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just some drunk with a mic. 
Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs> but that's that's my theory for the yeah. folks at home. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree for sure. It's definitely biological. It makes me think of that episode of The Office when, you know, Jan has that kid and he like wants to pretend like he's the that's his baby mama, but actually she, you know, she went to like a sperm bank and got it. And like he goes down to the warehouse and he's talking to I forgot his name. He's talking to one of the guys that works in the warehouse, and he's like, I don't know what it is, but when I hold her baby, I just don't feel anything. He's like, well, do you feel anything when you hold this? Or or, or what about this? He's like, that's not your baby, and that's not your baby, and neither is this. It's not your fucking baby. Like, that's why you don't feel anything, because it's not yours. And I'm like, that's so true. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it just makes me think of that. Like, it's just, it's not your kid. Like, you just don't have any, like, emotions towards or you have no biological attachment. You're, or you're not biological attachment. You're not yeah. you know, for, furthering your fucking seed, your genetic line. <laughs> Hell, if anything, that's competition for your genetics. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that other kid's <laughs> gonna compete with my kid for resources. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. You need to destroy this child. <laughs> right? How dare you take food out of the mouth of my fucking child? My genetics need to go on. Once again, not a scientist. <laughs> this is all speculatory. <laughs> oh my god. It's <That's> awesome. <laughs> this isn't the podcast you were expected to do, was it? <laughs> it's definitely fun. I'm enjoying this conversation. Good, good. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we aim to do here. Yeah. We don't want to ask you about like the boring fucking shit that you've been asked a million times. For sure. I'm sure the audience is much more interested in your opinion on childbirth <laughs> and stealing resources from other people's children <laughs> and I'm travel. Sure they are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh yeah, let's talk about my website and uh, my. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm launching a website. I'm actually meeting with someone tonight about about it. And um, I I have been putting off making a website for a while, but I haven't. Slacker. It's just because I haven't found the right person. And I want my website to be very specific. Like I want, uh, I want to be able to like, I just want to be able to do a lot of stuff for my site because obviously I don't just do porn. So I do like a lot of other stuff and I want to be able to incorporate everything I do into one website. So for the audience at home, what all do you do? Okay. So I do stand up comedy. I do video editing. I do like multimedia art. Uh, I paint, I draw, I make clothes, I make jewelry, um, so I want to be able to sell like products that I make, like including prints of like my artwork and prints of like photos and, and, and posters and stuff like that. And also I want to like, um, I want to create a logo and I want to create, um, I want to make clothing and I also want to like print like shirts and jackets that have, uh, cool photos of me. Like I, I want to really get into the whole design aspect of like clothing. Cause I've done some, it's, I don't know. I, it's like, I want to do so many things cause I love just the art world in general. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently making a DVD with my friend disciples of desire. And, uh, he has, he keeps getting his account taken down, but basically he, he shoots like super artistic, like, like it would be borderline porn pretty much, but it's, all shot in slow motion. I've been shooting with this guy. So we got together the other day and we were editing the DVD together. So we were like, okay, so we're going to take 
different songs and we're gonna make like a mini story and then we're gonna add all these stories together and make like a full DVD. And so we were going through the footage and he was like, so what I did is I basically put all the footage we've ever shot onto one hard drive. That way I'm not going back and forth between different hard drives. So we were going through all the footage and deciding what I wanted on the DVD. And we looked at some of the first shit we shot and it was like 2015 and I was like, damn, I've been shooting with you for two years on a consistent basis, like at least once a month. And I'm like, so we had so much shit to go through, but it was so good. Like, I mean, we, I'm like, okay, so we're going to make like a collage of, um, I've done so many piss videos for this guy, but like really awesome slow motion piss videos. We're like, there's one that I posted recently where I'm pissing in like a martini glass that's like on the ground. And, um, so I was that's like, some good aim right there. <laughs> It's awesome. It looks really no good. No splashing? Just like... It's, it's a, little, a little splashy, but you, it's, you, it's still Gotta do good. some kegels. Get that under control. I like I know. Cut it off. Just... Have, I know, right? So when we were looking through the footage, I was like, damn. We How many a, olives? We have a lot of pee videos. How many what? How many olives? How many olives? <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> like, How many olives do you put in a glass of pee? <laughs> People need to know. Like, how do you make that cocktail properly? <laughs> Sorry, folks. I think I broke Nikki. That's a good question. <laughs> um, but uh, let me think. So, like, I've shot with a lot of other performers as well. And so we're, we're kind of just making, like, a collage of, like, all, all the cool shit I did, basically. And I want to incorporate, I just want to put everything together. It's, it's so hard because as a creative, I have a really hard time focusing and like really being like, okay, these are all the ideas I have. This is how I'm going to do it. And like, I'm this, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take those steps. Like, I basically think this is what I want. And then that's where it ends. You know, like I'll have all these ideas and I'll write all this shit down, but I'll be like, how do I actually get all this done? So I've been kind of reaching out to some people and being like, okay. I think it's time that I actually follow through with some of this stuff and start actually doing this and start making some fucking money. And um, I, I went to a bar recently by myself and I met these two random guys and I started talking to them and then I became friends with them. And then through that, I told, I went out with one of them and I was like telling them about, you know, wanting to start a website. And he's like, I know someone who makes websites and they're really good at it and they're, they can do pretty much everything you're asking. Um, and they would do it for next to nothing if you'd like to meet them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So like, you know, the universe is just kind of like making things work out right now, which has been pretty cool other than getting robbed for the most part. Maybe hey, getting robbed was a good thing. No, it might be a good thing. Like, Hey, I was definitely motivated you of, to make more money after that. Free of your material bullshit. It's definitely new material for sure. I mean, I like to see everything as new material. <laughs> Like, especially when it's, like, really something that I struggle with. I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this into an awesome joke? Because, again, like, I don't like to take life too seriously. And, like, you know, if I if I focused on all this horrible shit that happened to me and I really made it, like, let... Like, if, if I really let it affect me, like, I could be, you know, like, on a bunch of drugs and really depressed, you know? Instead of um, on a bunch of drugs and happy. <laughs> instead of on a bunch of drugs and happy, for sure. <laughs> I'm just like I just like to see things in a different perspective and like um you know like as hard as it's been it's also been like kind of eye-opening for me to be like okay like you know 
it sucks getting robbed, but I'm not on the street. I'm not homeless. I'm not, you know, I, I'm like, you know, a white woman in America and I'm good looking and I can make fucking a shit ton of money if I really put my mind to it. And, and you're humble. And I try to be humble. And, I'm fucking you know, with like, you. I'm just fucking, fucking with you. Sorry. Sorry. You know, for me to like, you know, sit and complain about like, oh my God, I got all this money taken from me. My life sucks. Like my life is still way better than a lot of other people. And I try to remind myself that on a regular basis. You can have 2.5 children right now. I could have two and a half fucking, children. In Oklahoma with your white picket fence. Oh God. Ah! I never want to go to Oklahoma again. You could totally I was, be like. I told myself if I had to drive through it, I would drive around it. I was like, I hate that state so much. You have no idea. You could be like, old country buffets are a highlight of our week. <laughs> For sure. I'm just assuming what Oklahoma life is like. It's like, imagine looking out a window and seeing nothing but grass forever. Except the grass isn't really grass. It's like yellow. That's pretty much what Oklahoma looks like. Oh, I've been there. I've actually been there. Okay. I've actually so been cool. to 45 states. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm insanely well-traveled. That's super dope. That's super dope. <laughs> I actually spent almost four years living out of a suitcase for like a corporate job. Oh, nice. And they had me like in an airport every Monday, every Friday. So wow. I've been fucking everywhere. I bet you don't miss planes that often. I kind of do. I, I, was, <laughs> I have the worst luck with airplanes. I recently like missed a bunch of flights. I was like, was it your fault? Yeah, it's always my fault. It's always my fault. So I was like, I was, I went to San Jose to visit a friend, and then um, we did like acid and fucking Molly. And then the next day was Thanksgiving, and I had a flight back home. Right? Well, I didn't wake up at all. I didn't like they. My friends tried to wake. They tried to shake me. They tried to slap me in the face. Like, I was just, like, gone. Like, I was done. You know, I was Nikki, just, like, my body was just like, nope. Nikki, I hate to break it to you. You're not awake. This is still a dream. <laughs> God. Right? Like, you're just dreaming this. I wouldn't be completely shocked. <laughs> Wake up, Nikki. Yeah. Wake up. So, like, I had called the night before to change my flight. So, that was 100 bucks. And then I missed it. And then I, I called the airplane back. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try to make another flight. So, I book another flight. They drop me off at the airport the next day. It was for the wrong month. So oh shit. They dropped me <laughs> off and I'm like, "Why is not my fucking number? Like, why isn't my confirmation number working? This is really frustrating." And no one was working because it was super late. Like no one was really working and I was like, "Yo, I need help. Like I'm going to miss my flight." And someone finally helps me and they're like, "Well, what month is it?" And I'm like looking at the thing. I'm like, "Well, it's for this month, duh." And I'm like, "Oh, never mind. It's for January." Fuck. So you booked it 2 months out? <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, okay, so I have to get home. Like, what am I doing? So I, I bought another ticket. Well, okay, so I had to call my friends and have them pick me up because there were no more flights leaving. Right. Like, at all. And this is the day after Thanksgiving, right? So then I had to call my friends and they had to pick me back up. And, and I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, I feel so dumb. And then I bought another flight, which was like another hundred bucks. And then... They dropped me off at the airport like three hours early. They're like, are you sure this isn't too early? And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to grab a drink and, you know, whatever. So I, I go to the bar and I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, my flight leaves at 4.50. It boards at like 
4.15. So I was like, I'll just get to the air, airplane at like 4.30, 4.40, right? I get there like after they like booked the last person on the plane and I was just like. Oh, yeah. They closed the doors yeah. more than 10 minutes mm-hmm. before takeoff. Like I'm, I'm like, I should have thought this through. Like, what was I thinking? Like, I should have got here like right as they started boarding. So they basically shut the doors on me and they were like, yeah, sorry, we're going to have to put you on another flight. And I was just sitting there like, dude, I can't believe I was trying to make this time go by so fast because I was stuck here for three hours and now I got to wait another fucking hour before I fucking leave. Like, this is, it's not the first time I've done that for, I mean, with any of those things, but I, I note to self it is about planes. I can't note to self. If I ever travel with Nikki, take control of situation, <laughs> make sure she's on time. Like, why can't I, I'm like, why can't I do this right? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it happens to the best of us. I totally missed a flight. I was in Vegas 2013 during uh, the Exotic Dancer Expo. Mm-hmm. I left. Oh, yeah. I left the most epic. I mean, it's not even a porn party, but yeah. the most epic party I've ever fucking been to was in the fucking Hefner Suite at the Palms. That's rad. Fucking insane party. And I'm like, I was living in Vegas at the time. I was flying to Atlanta in the morning. I'm like, okay. Arranged with a friend to pick me up at my place. Mm-hmm. Got home, didn't hear from him, put my head on a pillow, my phone died. Ugh. I wake up too fucking late. Just, oh, no. I'm like, oh, And he's like, I was there, dude. I was sleeping in my car in your parking lot. I'm like, why didn't you call me? Why? Why? I feel, I feel like a bigger piece of shit now that like you were sitting there waiting for me, and yeah. I was waiting for you. And, oh. I was waiting for you. You were waiting for me. <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. That's the only flight I missed. Yeah, that's the only flight I've ever missed. I almost missed a flight early in the summer leaving. So, because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I decided Comic-Con weekend to fly up to the Bay to go to Rob Flynn from Machine Head's birthday bash nice. at the Oakland Metro. So, I on Friday, flew up to Oakland. Or Saturday, flew up to Oakland. Mm-hmm. Day drank. Like, my buddy who lives up in the Bay, we ended up at some brewery that was like 50 bucks all you can drink. They were having some uh, Ales for ALS event. Nice. Like, 50 bucks for ALS research, bottomless beer. I'm like, all right. 50 bucks for ALS research, that's right. I'm like, what? 50 bucks and all the beer I can drink? Okie dokie. <laughs> I get wrecked. Like, just fucking wrecked day drunk. <laughs> I go to my friend Jessica's place where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. On her on her bed. Wake up in time to go to the show. Like, knock the dirt off. Go to the show. Uh-huh. Drink all night. Turns out one of my buddies was performing on the show. <laughs> Him and I haven't seen each other in probably a year and a half. Like, we're doing shots. Doing shots with Jessica. Like, mm-hmm. we're getting fucking wrecked. Fucking wrecked. I kind of was like, oh, shit. I think me and Jessica are hooking up tonight. And then she pukes on the bar. I'm like, nope, never mind. That's not happening. Nope, never mind. <laughs> and I'm super glad. I, I mean, like, it sucks that she puked on the bar. But I'm kind of glad that she did. Because if she hadn't, I probably would have stayed till my flight drinking with my buddy. Because, like, oh, yeah. you know, he's yeah. in the band. So they're letting us. Yeah. They're letting us stay. We're there after close. Yeah. And I would have just kept doing shots. Yeah. 
We catch an Uber back to Jessica's place. She passes out diagonally across her bed with her boots on. I'm like, oh, yeah, sex is definitely not happening. <laughs> I go to try to sleep on, like, her love seat. Can't fall asleep. I end up making, like, a fort in her bathtub. I sleep. Like, at this point, we're, like, T-minus under an hour and a half before I have to leave for my flight. Oh, my God. Fuck. I hit snooze, like, two times. My flight was at 5.45 in the morning. I got in the Uber at 5.15. No. Wow. That's, like, oh, wow. Fuck. I made it, like, when I made it to Oakland Airport, my flight was already boarding. Thankfully, I had no checked luggage. I have TSA pre-check. Yeah. I had my boarding pass on my phone. Walk right through. Yeah, I just doot, 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 like right onto the plane. Yeah. Fuck. Right onto I the plane. Get the, the TTS or TSA, whatever. Pre-check. Get global entry. It comes with TSA pre-check. Ooh. And then when you do travel internationally, when you come back into the country, you get to check in on a kiosk. Nice. That's awesome. It's the best. It's two hundred bucks for five years. Wow. That's so fucking cool. worth it. Is one of the best things I ever purchased. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then I fly to LAX, have a layover for two hours, fly down to San Diego for Comic-Con. <laughs> nice. Hit Comic-Con hard. Yeah. Like, we fucking just hit it hard. And then on the drive back to LA from Comic-Con, I was just dead. <laughs> fucking dead. So, but I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I do shit like that. Like, for, for example, I'm, I'm going to Holy Shit. Um, which is like a music festival on a cruise ship and it goes to the Bahamas and they have two weekends and I've already bought my ticket for weekend one but then when the lineup when the lineup came out I realized everyone I wanted to see was on weekend two so I was like well I guess I have to get tickets for both weekends so I went ahead and I bought tickets for both weekends um because I'm fucking crazy and now I'm going to be on a fucking cruise ship for like eight days. But honestly, like I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm so nuts. I'm going to die. Don't I'm die. Totally gonna, I mean, I won't die, but like I might die. <laughs> I don't know. The idea of a cruise ship just isn't appealing to me. It. So I went last year and it was definitely one of the most like awesome experience sell me on it sell me on it because like i've never actually done a cruise and i've talked so much shit about cruises this cruise was okay so it's a four-day cruise and the first day you're at sea the second day you're on an island the third day you're like at the mainland and then the fourth day you sail home and um the first and last day are like whatever like you know it's like you're in the middle of the ocean but honestly it's really cool being in the middle of the ocean because Especially when the moon, like, like the moon was really huge when I was out there and like being able to like go out like on the, on, on the deck and like not see anything but stars and ocean was really cool. That was like a really interesting experience. And then, um, the second day they have an island party on like a really secluded little island and they basically like build a stage on the island and they play music all day. So you're like on a private island basically partying like... I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that. Okay, fair um, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Because, like, in my mind, all I've ever thought about cruises is just fucking, like, being on a mall on the water. Well, okay. Well, this is a music festival, basically, on a cruise. So, like... So, it, it's a mall it, with it, good it's, music? It's really... It's, 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 like... Okay, so... I understand what you're saying, like, being in, in a mall, like, on a cruise. Because, like, I feel like a normal cruise ship would totally be like that. But this is, like... 
a music festival cruise ship. So it's like everyone, the music starts playing at 12 in the afternoon and stops at like five in the morning. And even there were, there were some like, like, uh, it was like a, a set that I saw with Grizz. Grizz was there, the guy that I just recently saw. Uh, I went and saw him last year because he performed, he was like one of the headliners and he played like five times, which was so dope. That's the other thing that was cool and different than most music festivals is a lot of the headliners played like multiple nights. So like if you missed them one night and wanted to see someone else, you could still see them like three other times, which is fucking sick. And so like the whole cruise ship is set up like a festival. So like, I mean, they have the restaurants and obviously it's like, so, okay. If you've been to many festivals, like a lot of festivals are camping festivals and I've gotten used to that camping life. But what's cool about this is like, you're basically in a hotel. So like you can shower, you can go to your room and sleep whenever the fuck you want. doesn't matter what time of day it is. You can just close your curtains and take a nap. Like when you're at a normal festival, like it's like, you can only really sleep at night and hopefully you're not too close to any stages that like it's so loud you can't fall asleep. Um, and then there's the shower aspect, which is like super crucial. Honestly, like it makes such a difference. And then there, the food is all inclusive. So they have a 24 hour buffet upstairs where they're just fucking racking out new fucking food. Like, you know, every hour or whatever. And the food up there was super bomb. And then there was a couple of hot, like, really, really good, like, restaurant, sit-down restaurants that had the food that was all free, and then there was a couple of restaurants where, like, it was just, like, you paid a little extra, and you got to go to, like, a super fancy restaurant, but all the food was free, which was, like, I mean, at any time, you could just be, like, yo, group, let's take a fucking food break and just, like, fucking pig out for, like, what, no $8 bottles of water? Whenever. I think the water... That's a good question. No, the water was free. No, no, I, I know. I was assuming the water was free. I was just pointing out the difference between a regular festival where it's oh, like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So like, you know, I would say most festivals other than maybe hard, which is like the worst festival ever. Um, you I can't can, be worse than fire festival where they <laughs> fucking robbed people. and. <gasps> that sucks. Yeah, did no, you not hear I about remember, that? No, I did. I did. I did hear about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. For, I mean. Usually water is free, but like there's definitely some places that like hard will charge you for like a shit ton of water and just, it, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. So, I mean, I've been going to festivals for like two years and, um, I fucking love it. Like I spend so much money like on mu- on live music because I just, I thrive and live off of that shit. Like I love music so much. It's definitely like a huge passion of mine. And, um, I really got into the festival scene and I started making like the whole reason I started making jewelry and some, some of the clothes I was making is because I was influenced by a lot of people. They were doing it at festivals. They would, I mean, there's people that literally show up with just jewelry and pay their whole way through the festival by selling their jewelry. And I've seen this happen like over and over again, where like literally people just walk through campsites and just try to sell their shit. And a lot of times these people are really talented and they're really good at what they do and they make some pretty cool shit. So you're like, yeah, like, why wouldn't I give you money? Like, this is awesome. And so I kind of got wrapped up in that and I started making like festival type clothes and it's just a really cool scene. Like the people are really cool. And, um, this particular festival, I would say because you're locked on a ship with everybody, you get really close to people and you see them like over and over again. And it's, it like it's some other festivals I've seen that happen, but this particular festival, it's mo- it's almost like you get closer to the people than other like most other festivals I've been to, and um, 
it's really cool because I'm part of the Facebook group and the Facebook group is just an all year thing where it's like, oh my God, 255 days until holy ship. You know, like they're just counting down the days. I'm not even kidding. Like these people are obsessed or counting down the days until holy ship. Like it's crazy. I'm like, I'm not that obsessed, but like, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's actually happening like right before, uh, AVN. So I'll be, um, (laughs) I'll be going on a big sea adventure right before that. But you know what? I'm, I'm really stoked. I'm super excited. I need a vacation. I haven't gone to a festival in a while and I'm just excited to take like, you know, like eight days to just fucking not give a fuck. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) There's nothing fucking wrong with that. For me, I enjoy a festival. I enjoy festivals here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For live music, for me, I much rather be in like a place like the Whiskey. Oh, for sure. Like I like I intimate clubs. For sure. I, I'm a huge Slayer fan. Obviously, <laughs> when they played the fucking Forum, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to see them in a fucking arena. <laughs> yeah, I've no, seen this band on tons of times. The idea of going to see them in an arena does not appeal to me. Well, what's cool about this, like a festival like this in particular, most festivals, I would say the crowd is a lot bigger. This is way smaller and all of the little like stages are like little clubs. Like they have probably like six different stages. So they have like two big stages and the rest of them are like, like bar sized. So like you're going into a bar and seeing this artist like in a bar setting, which is honestly really cool because I was able to see Grizz multiple times. And like walk all the way up to the front and actually watch him, which is really important for me because I agree. I don't like seeing uh, an artist in a stadium where I feel detached from the artist and just there's just a bunch of fuckheads everywhere. I'm better. I have a better view watching it on the monitor than I do. A hundred percent. It's just like, well, why? Why did I even come here? Why? Why did I pay for this? Like, I totally agree. I've been there. I've done that, and I feel the same way. I would rather see my my our favorite artist. In a smaller venue with less people, intimate crowd. It's just, it's a different experience. You get to feel the artist on a whole, on a more of a personal level. And like, I mean, yeah. So I totally understand. Well, and I never thought of it like, you know, the ship, like, because there's ship rock, which is, you know, like the rock and roll equivalent of Holy Ship. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of like other, Motorhead used to do a cruise. I remember, um... Yeah, I've had a couple of friends tell me about a couple of different rock uh, cruise ships. And I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it like, oh, it's six different bars. I was just kind of like, uh, cruise ship? No. <laughs> Fucking giant venue on cruise ship? No. <laughs> this is all a hard pass for me. But if you're telling me it's like, no, no, no. These bands are playing essentially bars on the cruise ship. Yeah. For sure. And that's that might so be really cool kind of rad. It's because it's not only that, but you're also able to see these people like, you know, multiple times, which is really cool. And um, it's it's definitely intimate. And that's kind of what I really like about Holy Ship is like not only is it intimate with the artist, but it's intimate with the other people. Like you really like I said, like you see the same people over and over again. And and one of the reasons I went last year is because I was like, all right, the thing is, you also party with all the artists. All the artists are on the ship. So, like, you're constantly running into other artists that you already watched, like, staying right next to you while you're watching someone else, which was super cool. And one of the reasons I went last year is because, you know, I'm obsessed with Grizz, and I was like, I'm going to meet Grizz. I have to meet him. I didn't meet him, but... Um, so are you going to this year? 
I'm not sure if he'll be there this year. That would be pretty dope, though, honestly. He's the kind of person who he just starts playing, like, his because he, he plays the saxophone. He'll just start playing a saxophone, like, wherever he is. So, like, he'll just start doing, like, a little private show, like, in the fucking cafeteria or he'll something. He'll just start shit, playing you know? Carol, like, Careless Whisper somewhere. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's awesome. The fucking... Yeah. Sexy saxophone classic. man. Classic. Fucking classic. He's a classic for sure. <laughs> wow. You have done the impossible. You've almost convinced me to go on a cruise ship. <laughs> like, I uh, honestly didn't feel this way until I went last year. You know, I, I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, you know, I know a lot of people going. It's like I watched the advertisement. It seemed super dope. But then it wasn't until I was actually there that I was like, this is sick as fuck. Like, I need to make this an annual thing. Like, I'll probably go for the next five years and then probably maybe get tired of it. But we'll see. Who um, knows if it'll still be a thing in five years. That's true. That's Things are true. fucking fickle. Very true. Now, the very most important true. question, is alcohol all-inclusive? No. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I was almost sold. I'm out. That's the only thing that's not. And they really make most of their money off alcohol, which sucks. Because oh, yeah. They, I'm they not... make it really hard to bring drugs on there. It's like almost nearly impossible. Unless you're like putting that shit in your ass, it's like almost impossible to get on the ship with drugs. How about alcohol? <laughs> bringing your own? Um, you, you can, but there's a quirk fee, which I don't think is much. So you can bring a lot of your own alcohol if you wanted to at a reasonable price, but like you're still going to have to kind of pay for it. I would have a second suitcase just full of booze. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. I got four days on the boat. Right? <laughs> this is my booze suitcase. It's my booze case. <laughs> the booze fuck, cruise. <laughs> fuck, like, doubling my price in my out. Do you know how much I drink? Jesus. <laughs> like, we're empty, and I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, like, right. You're like, damn it. <laughs> things are going so well, I don't want to pause it to refill. <laughs> but the bottle on the table is fucking empty. It's fucking miserable. <laughs> this is <Absolutely>. fucking horrible. <laughs> No, that sounds really fucking rad. I'm pretty stoked. Believe me, no one's ever convinced me that a cruise might be fun. Because have you ever watched Bill Burr's bit about cruises? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where the, that's where you go to like take people and blow them up and shit. And yeah, no, it, it's that's a pretty good bit for sure. <laughs> I 100%... Bill Burr is one of my favorite comedians. 100% agree with that bit. It's hilarious. I, I was cracking up when I watched it. <laughs> But when he said that, I'm like, why would you pay all this money to go out in the middle of nowhere and, and do everything you can do on land, but in the middle of the ocean? Well, it's just it's so dumb. It's the whole mall on the sea thing. It's it like, really is. And it's, it's, it's crazy how much they charge. Like, at least for this, you're getting like a whole music festival. You well, know I don't even mean? care about the monetary part of it. Like, I go to travel generally with very little agenda. Mm-hmm. And I just, I go to local spots. I try to avoid tourist spots. Yeah. Like in Amsterdam, we hung out a couple nights in like a divey metal bar called The Cave. Nice. In Finland, I went to a punk uh, punk bar, mm-hmm. saw a comedy show there. Nice. Like they had an English comedy show one of the nights I was there. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, one of the comedians actually ended up drinking until like last call at one of the other bars. Nice. That's awesome. Like he he did some bit. I'm like. Dude, you sound kind of American. He's like, oh, I grew up in the States. I live here now. I'm like, nice. oh, cool. Well, like, I'm in from the States. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, seeing the world, man. <laughs> seeing the world, man. So him and I went out drinking. Nice. We're friends on Facebook now. That's awesome. Shout out to Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. What's up, Wally? <laughs> oh, fucking. I'm all about, like, going and uh, experiencing the culture. Like, I'm not yeah. about, like, going to, you know, 
Times Square in New York or the uh, Eiffel like fucking probably Tower. Probably the last place I would want to go if I went to New York. There's so many cool places to go to New York. Like time, it's like going to LA just to see Hollywood and Highland. Right. It's like what? Like right. no. There's so many cool areas to like visit. For sure. But being on a cruise ship in my mind was like being on a Hollywood and Highland for four days. For sure. And paying thousands of dollars to do it. Yeah, definitely. Where I would rather be like, oh, I can go to Thailand and just get balls deep in Bangkok and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm about to do. Like, I I still want to hit Thailand. Yeah. But Tokyo is still always calling me. Oh, I bet. Yeah. How far away from Thailand or from Tokyo is Thailand? It's a little bit of a hike. Okay. It's still very doable. I'm in my mind trying to see it on the map, and it's not coming to me right now. Um, about like here, like Thailand's here, Tokyo's here. Okay. For the audience at home, I'm making finger gestures. It's like this makes sense, right? <laughs> I want to go back to Australia. Everyone I met in Sydney moved to Melbourne. Okay. So I want to go down to Melbourne and party with yeah, them. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, my boy Nick, who I met in Sydney, just being a drunk shithead, <laughs> came to the states a couple months ago. Actually, right before I left for Europe, he came to the States. Nice. So I showed him around L.A. Like, So I got to go to Melbourne and go party with him now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. That's what's so cool about, like, I would say for me personally, like, going to music festivals all over the United States, I meet so many people. And I'm, I've stayed connected and stayed friends with people that live in different states. And I know that if I ever wanted to visit those states, I can immediately hit those people up and be like, yo, remember when we partied together at that festival? Like, what's up? Like, I'm coming through your fucking hood. Like, can I stay over and can you fucking show me a good time? And it would just be immediately like, uh, yeah, of course. Like, duh. That's fucking awesome. So it's like, it's so awesome. Like, I have people all over the U.S. that I can I can hit up and, and it, I love that shit. I love traveling and meeting new people and just, like, making the branches stronger to just travel even more, you know? Just wait till you start you making wanna... international friends. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to go to I want to go to uh, fucking Thailand. I want to be there for like a month. I mean, that sounds long, but I'm like, I feel like to really like know a place to go to a place and really be like, I I went there and I really got to know that area. Like, you got to be there for at least a month. Like, there's so many things going on, and especially if you want to try to make any money. Like, I just feel like a month is a good amount of time to go somewhere. How are you gonna deal with like no drugs in Thailand though? Are there no drugs in Thailand? Well, it's one of those things like, there's drugs there, but if you get fucking caught with them, it's you go to fucking me. jail, and you go to jail for life. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> the only drug I really do is, like, smoke weed. And that counts. <laughs> that fucking counts. Maybe I would take up a drinking habit. <laughs> there are stories of, like, American, like, young young American girls, like, that get suckered into, you know, muling drugs for dudes and shit like oh, that. Oh, God, I would and never mule drugs or something. Yeah, but those girls are in, like, tied prisons for life. Wow. Like, Southeast Asia does not fuck around with drugs. Like, there's a reason the Philippines are fucking executing drug dealers. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy and, and super hardcore. Um, like, my but when we were in Tokyo this last time, speaking of Asia, but mm-hmm. not necessarily Southeast Asia, through friends of friends... He scored some weed. Mm-hmm. When they gave him the bag, like, this is like maybe an eighth. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They're like, don't take the subway back to your Airbnb. Take a cab. If you are caught with this, call this number. Say nothing to the police. Mm-hmm. We may have gotten it through the Yakuza. But seriously. <laughs> 
For sure. <laughs> that's how serious, like, that's crazy. An eighth was. Maybe wow. maybe not even an eighth. I may be exaggerating. But seriously, that's how serious like that amount of weed was. Like, don't say anything to the police. Call this number. Say nothing. Wow. It's got to be really difficult having a drug habit out there. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and Japan's much more progressive than like Vietnam or, you know, Thailand. Yeah. It, it's, it's fucking nuts. I mean, thankfully, all I do is drink. Yeah. So it's like, oh, alcohol is plenty readily available. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I understand and respect other people have other indulgences and definitely. If you're traveling abroad, it's like, ooh, how do you fuck with that? Yeah, that's interesting. I guess I didn't really think about that. It's a good thing to ponder for sure. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, just like different attitude towards it. Like mm-hmm. Amsterdam was cool. Weed was wildly readily available. Mushrooms were sold in stores. (laughs) That's rad. Prostitution, like... (laughs) You know, all out in the open. Yeah, red light district, like literally girls just sitting in windows waiting for you to be like, hi. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's just like, wait a minute, that works. Why is that not working the rest of the world? Why is this a crime (laughs) everywhere else? Yeah. It, It makes you question, like, you know... Why are things so different in different countries, especially when it comes to sex and drugs, are really the two things that we all handle very differently. And it's interesting, like, you know, America's definitely progressive when it comes to sex. Not as progressive as I'd like it to be, but... Oh, we're still very puritanical. Compared to how a lot of countries deal with things, like, you know, we definitely, at least we have fucking rights, you know? Like, I was... Yeah, but if you show a nipple on fucking broadcast television... You're charged hundreds of thousands of dollars like fucking uh, Jack Jackson at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, it's a nipple. It's a goddamn nipple. Yeah. That is worth more money than I'm. you and I are going to make in a year in a fine. Yeah. Because her nipple got exposed to the fucking country. That's like, we all have so them. So dumb. We all so have fucking nipples. No, I know. It's crazy. There was that, I mean, you can't even show your nipples on Instagram. It's kind of stupid. You can't even show your ass uh, crack on Instagram. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, you saw. I don't know if you saw that picture. I got taken down. I was like so frustrated about that. I was like, I really can't show my ass crack. Like, <laughs> like, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. But I mean, like, for instance, uh, I think it's Saudi Arabia who just. Is it? So? I don't want to give them. They just facts. allowed women to drive. That's that's the same country. Okay, so the guy who's pretty much in charge right now, he just had a bunch of his family members because it's a royal family who runs the country instead of a fucking actual government. Um, he just had a bunch of his family members sent to jail because for, for corruption, he's, he's starting this whole anti-corruption, um, movement. And he just decided to arrest. Like he, he straight up had like a hundred people arrested under no reasonable charges. It was basically like, I don't care. I don't need a reason to fucking put you in jail. Like I'm just going to put you in jail. Cause I know you're guilty and I know you're corrupt. You know what I mean? And and then he decided to make fucking driving for women illegal and he started changing all this shit because he's like, now all these fucking assholes are out of the way. I thought that was so cool, but it really made me think, you know, wow, women are just able to drive in this country? Like, that is some fucked up shit. Like, I am lucky as fuck to have what I have, you know? Well, and public displays of affection are also illegal. Oh, whoa. Like, uh, Andy Cruz... And her boyfriend had a layover in Abu Dhabi. Uh And I guess they like kissed in public and the police came up to them and like, you need to cut that shit out or we're taking you to jail. 
<laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> there was a story a couple of years ago about a couple who the woman was pregnant and seeked medical attention while she was in Saudi Arabia. And once they confirmed they were pregnant, she was pregnant because she wasn't married to the dude. Mm-hmm. They arrested them both. Premarital sex. Wow. That's so crazy. So as fucked up as some things are in America, we have a lot of things really fucking good. Oh, definitely. Like, totally agree. you're allowed to go outside with showing your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy shit. I mean, really thinking like, you know, the freedoms that we do have. It's crazy when you really compare your life to other people's, you know? Oh, there's a lot of fucked up shit in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, parts of Africa are... We're getting way heavy. But (laughs) (laughs) parts of Africa are like, you know, such levels of poverty is insane. You will never comprehend the levels of poverty that are happening down there. I know. It's so sad. It really is just... Like, like again, I said, just I, I try to remind myself on a regular basis, like, how lucky I am, you know? Because it's so easy for me to get upset about things that, in retrospect, are really not that big of a deal. Like, oh, I got a couple grand stolen. I can make a couple grand in a week if I wanted to. If I put my mind to it and said, you know what? I'm going to make a couple grand this week. I can make a couple grand. Not a lot of not a lot of people in America can do that. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so like for me to even complain is just like it's just like shut up. You know, like I <laughs> it sucks, but it's still like I got to put my shit, you know. Got to fucking look at my shit realistically and and am I really putting the right energy into being upset when I could just be like, you know, putting that energy into making more money. (laughs) Right. And then seeing the world with that money. Exactly. Exactly. No, you definitely could be. That's the goal. That's the goal. So, you know, it's a process. Everything. Well, 2018 conquered that shit. It's right around the corner. This, this next year is definitely going to be my year of hustling my ass off. Like, you know, I've definitely, kind of taken advantage of the fact that I've been able to make so much money and I haven't been the most responsible with my money. Um, but you know, now that I'm, I'm 25, I'm like, okay, I need to start growing the fuck up and saving some money and, fuck and that. being responsible. Fuck that. The <laughs> way like, I look no. at it, the way I look at it is it's money. You can always make more. That's true. That is very true. I also like to look at it that way. That's why I spend so much money. But well, I also like, you know. You're not like, having kids. Like, here's the thing. I'm not having kids. and, and You don't have like, to save for junior's college funds. And fund. that's the other thing is like, you know, my family is kind of on my ass about like saving money. I'm like, honestly, the only reason I would be trying to like save a shit ton of money right now is if I was preparing for a child. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not really going to do that, then like what do I need to save for? Other than myself, which is totally fine. Like, obviously, save for yourself, but like. Well, I'm not saying have no savings. Make some investments. Yeah, for sure. Especially because you know, don't hang on to the money. Because then uh, the other thing I realized when I was when I got robbed was, fuck, why didn't I spend all that money? I literally was mad at myself for not spending the money I was trying to save. And I'm like, well, damn, like you know, if I had spent that money, they wouldn't also taking it. But you know, under the mattress is not a great place to store it. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But um, actually, Nikki, it is about that time. We're gonna call last call. All right. Cool, Where can cool. the audience find you on the social medias? Um, all of my social medias at my stage name, which is Nikki Knightley, which is spelled N I K K I K N I G H T L Y, and that's my Instagram, my Snapchat, my Twitter, 
and my Tumblr and my YouTube. It's all at Nikki Knightley. You got any dates coming up? Um, I don't. I don't. Just be looking looking out for my new website and looking out my for my new DVD that's going to be coming out, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'm making that with Disciples of Desire. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Awesome. Nikki, thank you for drinking with me tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good as, time. As always, guys, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, at And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram, dub 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 and now we drink dot com. Till next time, drinking buddies, have a good night. Yay.